Autobots transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the 2007 The Transformers movie. It is the first Michael Bay movie. And it was directed by Michael Bay and it was written by Alex Kurtzman. Uh, it is starring a lot of people. It's uh, the leads are Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox, and of course the great Peter Cullen. Uh, and they play Sam Witwicky, Michaela Baines, and the great Optimus Prime. After that, we have uh, the military guys who are Josh Dumal, who's Captain Lennox, and Tyrese Gibson, who's Sergeant Epson. You earned your paycheck this time, Tyrese. (laughs) (laughs) They they have both milked these roles for a number of movies. Then we have Rachel Taylor playing Maggie Madsen, who's also known as Pretty Blonde Girl in Michael Bay movie. With an accent. (laughs) With an accent. And we have Anthony Anderson playing Glenn Whitman, who's also known as Fat Loud Black Guy in a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) We have John Voight, uh, who's the Defense Secretary John Keller. Cowboy. Yeah. and we have John Turturro, who is the Jesus man, who plays Agent Simmons of Sector 7. Michael O'Neill plays Tom Banachek. And I just like when I see Michael O'Neill and stuff. He's like the government guy in everything. <laughs> yes. And then we have Kevin Dunn and Julie White playing Ron and Judy Witwicky, who are Sam's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into this movie, Paul... I have to say something about, like, okay, look, if you listen to this show, you know how I feel about Alex Kurtzman, but I'm, <laughs> I want to talk a bit about Michael Bay. So if you read the script to this movie, in, on every page where you see Sam and Michaela, Michaela should be the hero. She you would think, faces yeah. actual challenge. She has a, an arc. She has growth. In the end, she puts her talents to use, and she changes the tide of the battle. She is a strong forward character, and Sam Witwicky is just kind of a dumb schmuck who runs around and screams. <laughs> but when you get the the male gaze of Michael Bay, who's a guy that you know got his start shooting car commercials, so he yeah. knows how to shoot cars. And he shoots the military like porn. Oh yeah! And he shoots Megan Fox like porn. When when <laughs> you get much, like, because yeah. she's fucking gorgeous. When you have her on camera and she looks as great as she does, and she shot as well as she does, and Shia LaBeouf is as charming and goofy as he is, it he just becomes the hero of this story. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna rant on and on about Michael Bay, except I totally am throughout this. Uh, <laughs> but I encourage you to read the script because it has an incredibly different tone. Uh, when you're not seeing what Michael Bay is trying to show you. Well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, right? He's undeniably talented at what he does. He's extremely good at it. But whether it's for everybody or not is a whole different thing. He knows how to make stuff look good on camera. Can he tell a story? I don't know. (laughs) But we do open with something that I do know, and that's that I know I love the voice of Peter Cullen. And I think this is the first Mm -hmm. time he came back as the voice of Optimus Prime since, like, G1, probably? I think it is. Yeah, because... He's telling us that... Before time began, there was the cube. We know not where it comes from, only that it holds the power to create worlds and fill them with life. That is how our race was born. For a time, we lived in harmony. But like all great power, some wanted it for good, others for evil. And so began the war. A war that ravaged our planet until it was consumed by death. And the cube was lost to the far reaches of space. We scattered across the galaxy, hoping to find it and rebuild our home. Searching every star, every world. And just when all hope seemed lost, 
message of a new discovery drew us to an unknown planet called Earth. The cube ended up on Earth, and that's why we're here, I guess. Yes, and we go right from that to a bunch of soldiers in a helicopter that return into base. And this is kind of just introducing us to Lennox and Epps and all them. Um, yeah, and and we're, then the, we're in Qatar, which is in the Middle East. They make that very yes. clear. It's, it's that yeah, Qatar yeah. that just we're so in. you know. Yeah. That one. And then, uh, and, oh, and there's also, like, generic guy from Boston who, uh, you guys remember Boston? fucking beer and hot dogs? It's Fenway? And, yeah, yeah, fucking park your car and have it yet. <laughs> and then there's, like, there's the there's the Latino dude who speaks yeah, even Spanish. Even though none of them just do, yeah. yeah. And he can't wait to get home for alligator soup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they get back to base. Uh, Lennox makes a quick call to his wife and baby daughter. We're trying to establish character here um, and motive. And then, or motivation, and then Blackout, who is a big helicopter, starts flying into this Qatar base. Yeah, and that, well, they realize, hey, wait a second, the markings on this thing, this thing was shot down in Afghanistan three months ago, and the colonel or the boss, wherever it is, is like, are you sure about that soldier? Run that again. He's like, I did, sir. I had a buddy of mine on that chopper. Yeah, <laughs> and Blackout, they they bring a... They fly out two jets and they fly Blackout into the base and then say, hey, look, get off your helicopter. And Blackout has like th- this hologram. You see it later. In yeah, Barricade. it kind of looks it's, a bit like Wild Bill from G.I. Joe. I thought it was kind of, yeah, Sadie on uh, RC, yeah. But uh, they, they say, hey, look, give, you know, get off your helicopter. We're going to arrest your ass. And uh, then Blackout transforms. Mm-hmm. And he just starts clearing a field with this place. He's just blowing everything up. Although I do wonder how many of the soldiers got shot by soldiers who were 180 degrees around yes, Blackout. because they surround like, them. Like, <laughs> a lot of them shot strategy. each other, I'm sure. But Blackout starts doing some serious shit, serious shit but he also uh, ejects another Transformer off his back who is Scorpionok. Yep, and he just kind of goes out under the sand. But uh, Blackout reaches down into one of these buildings and grabs, I guess it's the main computer, and mm-hmm. starts downloading files. And the army realizes what he's doing. And uh, the colonel just grabs an axe and literally cuts the hard lines. Yeah. To stops him just in time. But he does get some information about the Witwickies. And then we go to Sam Witwicky doing his like show and tell school report. In high school. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> you remember show and tell in high school, don't you, John? Yeah. Were you but he, yeah, he's and yeah. he's so he's in class. We see Michaela there watching him. So she actually sees him. Yep. Um, his buddy Miles is there. Yeah. And, and so is douche bro Chad. But <laughs> Sam is talking about his great grandfather, who's an explorer, and he's basically trying to hawk his grandfather's glasses on uh, pretty much yeah yeah. he's trying to save up for a car Mm -hmm. uh, do you notice that everyone in this movie looks like they just get out of the shower Uh, (laughs) so that's another michael bay thing yeah generally sweaty greasy dirty people all the time yeah he's standing there with a little mist spritzer thing and (laughs) but he's he does his report and goes to the teacher and says look here's the deal i needed to have two thousand dollars and four a's in order to for my dad to help me buy a car. I've got $2,000. I have three A's. You need to give me an A. And this teacher's like, C. He's like, oh. But, sir, what would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> like he even says. And, and this is the, what I was saying earlier. Shia LaBeouf is charming. Yeah. And then he runs out of school and jumps into his dad's tra- uh, hips little fucking convertible. Yeah. And he's like, A minus. That's it's still an A. Still an A. Yeah. Deal's a deal, right? So his dad first takes him to the Porsche dealership. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm getting a Porsche. And his dad's like, of course not. Oh, and they yeah. drive off. <laughs> Ron play, he plays a good dad. Ron, he's, he's like just a good classic dad. Yeah. Uh, but they go to, oh, I miss Bernie Mac, but they go to the uh, the used car shop of Bobby Bolivia, Uncle Bobby baby. B. Yeah. yeah. And he's, uh, this is where Bernie Mac gives us the classic line. A driver don't pick the car. 
car and pick the drive. And that's when Sam sees what we find out later is Bumblebee, this uh, old-ass Camaro. Well, yeah, because, well, uh, Bobby B's going on about all the cars he's got. This late 70s Camaro just pulls into the lot and parks itself like it's always been there. And uh, Sam likes the Camaro, and it's got racing stripes, and then Bobby finally just notices this thing. He's like, yeah, it's got the... Wait... <laughs> he doesn't know where it came from, kind of thing, but he's going to sell it anyway. <laughs> and he wants $5,000, and Ron's like, $4,000. He's like, nope, five, four. All right, boy, get out. Yes. And Sam says, well, wait, I thought you said that the car picks a driver. Yeah, sometimes it picks a driver with a cheap-ass dad. Get out. Yes. Then he tries to sell them a 71 Volkswagen Beetle right next to the Camaro for $4,000. Like, man, that car didn't even cost $4,000 in 1971 when it was brand new. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, and that's when the Camaro reacts and it, like, turns its stereo up, I guess, but yeah. blows all the windows out, pops everybody's ear, and Bobby Bobby is like, okay, 4000 Like, did he think that the car, that was their negotiating tactic? That Ron... They just anyway, somehow could do that. Yeah. He, gets, he gets Bumblebee. Boy gets car. And then we go to Secretary of Defense, John Keller, yep. John Voigt, and he has got a group of people in front of him who includes a pretty blonde girl in a Michael Bay movie with, with an, an accent. accent. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're all grad students or something, but uh, he explains yeah, yeah, yeah. to them the the best what happened in Qatar, which is in the Middle East. Still. And uh, the only lead of uh, they have on this attack at this airbase is this audio clip and he plays mm-hmm. that for them and after that we or you know all the texts have a ooh moment and after that we go to sam who has uh he's got the car he needs he wants to get the girl but he needs the money so he checks his ebay page and what is it ladies man 217, 217 yeah, yeah he he hasn't sold those glasses yet which i remember even when i saw this i was like holy shit those glasses would be gone in a second like authentic glasses of an actual arctic explorer who lost his yeah mind, they those would sell like hotcakes you could get 500 bucks for those easy a museum would buy that shit from you yeah just take them down to the museum fucking indiana jones would be standing there yeah i'll buy those <laughs> yeah so uh, he hasn't sold the glasses, though, but he goes to get in Bumblebee. Uh, he, there's a cute little scene with his parents where his dad's doing yes. gardening. Well, they're putting down paving stones, and his mom's like, Ron, this one's uneven. He's like, yep, probably is. He's like, oh, couldn't you have hired a professional? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he you know, he doesn't want Sam to walk in the grass. He's like, Sam, there's the grass. There's the path. Don't walk on my grass. Walk on my path. Yeah. Sam gets in Bumblebee, starts it up and drives away, and giant cloud of smoke just <laughs> yeah. covers everything. And his mom's like, wow, you are so cheap. <laughs> it's, his, it's first car. He's supposed to, he's supposed supposed to, to do like that. that. Yeah. So then we go to uh, Sam. He, he and Miles. Um, oh, actually, we have a little quick scene where the Marines talk to each other and Scorponok is trailing them and really seems to be interested on Epps or the little binoculars that Epps has, the information. Yeah. I guess it wants to destroy it. And anyway, very quick scene with that. And then... Uh, Miles, who is... Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I know this scene. Miles is Sam's best, 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 best friend who we'll almost never see after this. And he and <laughs> Sam go to the... Do you know what this is? This is the scene from Bumblebee at the diving cliff. Except it we don't is. dive it's, in the water, exact- but we have bullies. <laughs> no. We have we, the... We climb love, a tree. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different. The love interest is in this time with the bully, but we climb a tree. And it's just... I We don't like these scenes. So let's... Very quickly, what happens is... Sam and uh, Douchebro Chad get into it. <laughs> we and find out his name Douchebro Chad Trent, almost yeah, punches him. It's a Chad. And Michaela's like, yeah, hey, calm down. And, uh, oh, Miles climbs a tree. <laughs> yes. And uh, 
and yeah, she calls her boyfriend off and he's like, yeah, you know what? I know where there's a real party. Let's go there. And she's like, hey, how about you let me drive? And he's like, uh, babe, these are like 22s. I don't want you messing it up. How about my little bunny just gets inside? And she's like, I am so not your little bunny and starts walking home. <laughs> so uh, this is when Sam sees this happening. He says to Miles, like, dude, you got to get out of the car. This, Oh, it, because Bumblebee plays who's going to take you home tonight. Yeah. It starts playing drive by the car. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's drive. like, who's going to drive you home tonight? <laughs> See, I messed all that up. But uh, Miles is like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, get out. So Sam picks up uh, Michaela, and this is their meet cute. He's he's stumbling all over himself. He can't he can't get anything yeah. out of it. Sound like an idiot. And uh, after she says like, you know, she says, why do I just keep getting turned on by like gorgeous guys with big arms? Yeah, I find attractive men attractive. What's wrong with me? Weirdo. <laughs> uh, and that's when Bumblebee's, the engine cuts out and Sam has to like veer off the road and pull into like a dirt lot and uh, tries to like apologize his way out. It wasn't my, I, would, I didn't do this. It wasn't my fault. But now the radio starts playing sexual healing by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah. she gets out and this is... Again, this is this is like clack. I mean, we all remember this scene where the camera pans up and Megan Fox's abs are incredible. Mm-hmm. And this is the Michael Bay. Like, she is legitimately showing that she has talent and skill that is relevant in a movie about robot cars. And yeah. we're just going to focus on how fucking hot her oily <laughs> yeah. abs are. Because they pop the hood and this engine, it looks brand new. Like, compared to the rest of this car, which is, looks like it's falling apart. But, yeah, and she's like, oh, this is, some, this is nice and that's nice too. And he's kind of like... Uh, yeah, 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 of course it is. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, he doesn't know it. Again, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he, he starts to ask her why she's dating douchebag, uh, douchebro chat, and she's like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just walk. And she shuts the hood, draw, starts to walk away, and he jumps in Bumblebee's like, come on, on, come the fuck on, come the fuck on, and it starts up, and he races yeah. to meet up with her. And <laughs> the song is, baby, come back. But so they, comes he, we, uh, we see him drop her off at home uh, and this is, you know, the kind of cute line where he says, I think there's more to you than... Yeah, because she's like, you think I'm shallow, don't yeah. you? He's like, <laughs> so uh, this is, that was their mute cute. And it's, it is cute. Then we go to Maggie Madsen uh, and her tech dorks, and they're all <laughs> working away. One of them thinks this thing came from yeah, guys, Iran. guys, I think the other team solved it. It's Iran. I'm not yeah. a tech genius, and I know it's not. Then we cut from them to Frenzy, who is... Uh, yeah, we're on Air Force a, One. He's yes. really sound wave, but he's Frenzy. In this one, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's this CD boombox underneath this guy's chair, and he transforms and just starts sneaking around and there's no way anybody would miss this thing yeah like, his superpower is that he can hide behind nothing i can just hide behind the cover of this air here yes <laughs> yes so but he goes down and gets into like one of the main servers on air force one and starts hacking into it and downloading information and uploading a virus and what we see is him going through the witwicky stuff again but maggie madsen and her dorks uh, pick this up. Well, yeah, she hears the same signal that the Secretary of Defense played for them before, and she recognizes it. Yeah. And uh, one of the other texts with her is like, should I be running a diagnostic? She's like, yes, you should. <laughs> the best and the brightest. Yeah, only the best. And and I get that these guys are probably MIT grad students or something, or Caltech, but they're at the Pentagon. Like, comb your fucking hair, man. Yeah. Put on a shirt and tie. Like, stand a little closer to the razor when you shave. Like, really? You're, he looks like an absolute scruff. Oh, they, they all do, except her. She is done up like yeah. she's going out clubbing. But they call for a superior because they're like, hey, you're being hacked. And <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, they alert Secret Service in the plane. So the Air Force One kind of locks down, and a couple Secret Service agents run 
run down and find the uh, console abandoned, but somebody had been yeah, using it. Yeah, it's been tampered with. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, Frenzy just attacks them, and they start shooting, which is not a good idea on an airplane. But Ooh. they start shooting. It shoots back, and uh, an alarm sounds like, you know, shots fired kind of thing. Two guards run to the door of the president's office. and yeah, So they land. Uh, and Frenzy once again hides under the cover of air and like walks across an open landing <laughs> gear and gets in a police car that turns out to be Barricade, who has that same Sadie hologram going mm. on. And he says, hey, we found out who has the glasses. It's uh, user ladies man 217. Yep. And uh, so the police car heads off to. Sam's place, I guess. I guess they figured out where he lives from his eBay page. No, they're, they're alien robots. I'll give them that one. Uh, but speaking of Sam, we go to Sam and Bumblebee in the middle of the night just pulls out of the driveway and drives away. Sam thinks somebody's stealing it. So he jumps on his bike and follows him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Dad, call the police. And he, he, like he's on the phone driving this his bike great. and he's given 911 attitude <laughs> because like, look, my dad's on the neighborhood watch. He's like, oh, that's kind of ironic right there. Your dad's in the neighborhood watch and <laughs> they stole it from his place. He, but, he's yeah. being a legitimate Karen, actually. But he <laughs> eventually catches up to Bumblebee at a junkyard. And this is where the big moment is. He doesn't see him transform, but he sees Bumblebee in robot mode. Yeah. Shining an Autobot insignia, like a big bat symbol. Yeah, it's like the, the sky, except it's the Autobot logo. And uh, Sam kind of ducks back down. He starts recording his last wishes on his phone. <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, he apologizes for the porno mags, which comes up yes. again later. Like there's a definitely, it's a Michael Bay movie. But uh, he, while he's, he finishes filming and then suddenly two junkyard dogs just charge him. Yeah, they're coming at him. But Bumblebee drives back to him. And uh, that kind of keeps the, the dogs at bay, I guess. But now the police show up and yeah, Sam, you're under arrest for trespassing, bud. Put your head on the hood. Yep. So that that's kind of the end of act one there. Like Sam has realized, holy shit, uh, my car's a giant robot. And we cut back to Maggie. And this was like, she sneaks into a very high level. Yeah, she just slips into National the National defense meeting and, and nobody, can, like somebody even sees her and they don't yank her out. Yeah, well, they're about to have her off, but then the secretary of defense is like, all right, you, you get in here. What do you have to say? And she's like, look, you guys were hacked in 10 seconds in what should have taken like a supercomputer 20 years through pure brute force to do like this is not China or Russia or Iran like you guys need to consider quantum mechanics yeah and think outside the box and she's right but so is Keller when he says that's a great theory but I need evidence and yeah. until you get proof what's he say you need to work on that whole brain mouth connection yes. which is a great little line it's a good way to say shut yeah, the like, fuck up get back to your desk just yeah. bring me something I can use and then we go to the uh, dumb uh, scene with Sam and the cops this is I mean it's stupid it, basically the, the long and short of it is now Sam is known to police for what he he told them his car stood up and walked yeah. around and his his phone gets taken into evidence later on Totoro will have it but it, it's a dumb scene where the cops think that Mojo's drugs are his. Yeah, it's, it's a new it's street drug called stupid. Mojo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Michael Bay trying to build a story, and it's adorable to see him try. But we after that, this we go back to the Marines and Scorpion Qatar. They reach, still in the Middle East. I guess we didn't say it. They have a kid with them when they escape the military base. Well, yeah, I'm thinking it's probably their translator. Yeah. Isn't it what they like uh, squadrons do is they'll they'll find a local that can speak English so they yeah. can talk to. The other people. And yeah. I guess he's taken them to his family's home so they can contact the Pentagon. But uh, they end up there and Scorpionok attacks. 
And uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, a neat scene here because he, at the one hand, Captain Lennox is in the middle of this intense combat scene. He's trying to get make a phone call through. And, and of course, he gets the call center. Yeah. And it's just the juxtaposition between this like intense combat and this guy at the call center who's just bored out of his mind. He's like, yes, yeah, sir. Like, you know, the attitude's not going to help. Come on. <laughs> I need a credit card. <laughs> he has to run. I need you to go through these procedures. <laughs> and by the way, have you heard about our other plans? <laughs> like, 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 this guy's just doing his job. And meanwhile, <laughs> he has to run up to Epson. He's like, where's your credit card? In my pocket. There's 12 of them. Left cheek, <laughs> left cheek, just screaming. So he gets there. He's like, "All right, it's a visa." <laughs> yeah, so apparently, this is like loosely based on something that really happened. But they do call into the Pentagon and they uh, make contact and order in an airstrike. Yeah, there's uh, the the Air Force has a Predator drone on the way, and but through that thing's cameras, they can now see Scorponok, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And so they dispatched to A-10 Thunderbolt 2s, right? Like It was incendiary rounds eventually. Was that on the A-10s? They worked their way through, like, this doesn't well, work no, and that the, doesn't work. The, and then they come the in. The two A-10s strafe the thing, but it's still alive. Yeah, but and then they come in with the gunship. This giant transport plane that has a huge amount of gun on the side of it. Fucking crazy. Starts shooting it with, like, they call them 105 Sable rounds, whatever that is. But uh, it, it's still alive, but it's had enough for one day. It, it Makes a break for it. But it leaves behind a piece of its tail. Ooh. And meanwhile, back at the Pentagon, uh, Australian 20-something expert, that's what I have written down, as we find it later, her name's Maggie. She copies something to an SD card and, and then sticks it in her little makeup case. Like, I know a guy that got fired from a call center for doing that. Like, this is the Pentagon. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Well, she'll face, she'll face justice later, but yeah. she takes the code to Glenn, who's Anthony Anderson, who, as cliched as he is playing loud fat black guy in a michael bay movie i like him as an actor and i think he hmm. he does this part well oh yeah and some of the things he says later in the movie there's there's one scene coming up that i fucking laugh the my ass scene. Off. yes he, they start but, going uh, through it and uh, he realizes he starts to realize what's going on and just as he tries to like expand the code and and yeah and he's it, like what's sector seven who's this witwicky person uh then all of a sudden I think Sector 7 or maybe just the military show up. Well, I think it's just the FBI show up or, or whoever this is. They arrest everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, back at Sam's even, place. Even his cousin, other fat, loud black guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, like he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and back at Sam's place, the Air Force is going to send 40 C-17s, which is yeah. a huge transport plane, I think, somewhere. And uh, Mojo the dog just starts barking because Bumblebee came home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam's watching that in the news. And Sam... Um, this time starts running from Bumblebee, but because he lost his bike, <laughs> he calls it Satan's Camaro. <laughs> yeah, he's got to take his mum's bike, uh, which just makes it funnier. Yeah. He, so he's uh, riding through, and he—I was going to say he runs into Michaela, but he actually runs into like a curb, flips, lands on his back, knocks, gets the wind knocked out of him, and Michaela <laughs> happens to be sitting there. Yeah, her and all the cool girls are sitting there, and she's like, "Wow, Sam, that was awesome." He's like, "Yeah, felt awesome." <laughs> he gets. <laughs> Gotta go. My car's trying to kill me. Yeah. And uh, they have a big, he has a big chase from Bumblebee, gets away from him in what looks like an abandoned parking lot, parkade. I don't know. Feels but like it, yeah. Eventually, a uh, cop car pulls up and go figure it's Barricade. And bar- uh, Barricade, Sam tries to say, hey, officer, officer, my car's trying to kill me and you, you, you got to help me. And Barricade transforms and starts fucking yelling mm-hmm. he's like are you ladies man 217 <laughs> and sam's just lying down there like uh i guess he's like where is ebay item blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I, it's a great way to have the alien yell i mean he is literally going by what he read yeah the it's internet. like I, I don't this like would that actually be his he doesn't understand it, it that it's a, an item number or it's a uh 
You think that's what it's actually called, yeah. Yeah, he's thinking like a robot. But uh, Sam runs away, his barricade like starts flipping cars. And as Sam's running up, he Michaela's coming up on her cute little scooter. <laughs> yes. And uh, we thank God we're never going to see again. And he like tackles her in the scooter and yeah. they hit the ground hard. And she's even like, what is your problem, Sam? And this <laughs> is cut weird where you would expect, it, at a few camera angles, you would expect um, to see barricade in the background or as he's going to come up soon, Bumblebee. You don't see either. But Sam's like, holy shit, look, there's a giant robot. And then you cut the barricade and he's running at them. And they cut back to Sam and Michaela and it feels very disconnected, but they run anyway. Yeah, then it's chase scene time. And then the span With of less than a minute, the music. sun goes down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes from day to night fast. But uh, they chase around this warehouse, like an industrial district. And there's some hiding and they drove, drive through some windows. It's pretty fun. Again, it's Michael Bay shooting cars. It looks great. And eventually, Bumblebee, like, kind of uh, handbrakes, swerves, tosses the kids yes. out, and transforms into robot mode. And this is, like, the first Autobot transformation we see. Yes, and it's the first time two Transformers get into it, because he and Barricade just get into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, here's Frenzy again, and he goes after the humans. Yeah, well, he goes after Sam, and Michaela runs off and grabs, like, a miter saw or something. Some kind of and, thing, yeah. And, like, she, again, saves Sam's bacon. She, she just cuts this thing apart. Yeah, she does. It's Literally, like, it cuts its head off. And, and, yeah, and, and Sam kicks its head away, which grows new legs and it finds Michaela's purse and now it can turn into her cell phone. <laughs> yeah, and defy mass. But while that's happening, Bumblebee and Barricade have a pretty good fight. They throw each other around quite a bit and in the end, Bumblebee kills Barricade and approaches Sam and Michaela and this is, you know, this is the big moment where uh, they have to get in him. He and So he can't speak. He no, just uses he's... like audio clips, Star Trek lines and shit like that. Um, but there's a great line here where he transforms and Sam says, I think he wants to get in. And Michaela says, you're nuts. Why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. And the line he says is 50 years from now, when you're looking back at your life, don't you want to be able to say you had the guts to get in the car? I know we're not doing big stuff on music, even though like we did in Bumblebee and in the movie, but there's a couple songs in this that are great. And this one is called Arrival to Earth. It's by Steve Jablonski. And it's a great piece of music. So they're driving down the road in Bumblebee and she's kind of in the middle between the seats because she doesn't want to sit in the driver's seat because he's driving. (laughs) Which leads to a great little line where he's like, you should sit on my lap, you know, because there's... Yeah, she's like, why? (laughs) It's like, well, it's the, I have the only (laughs) seatbelt. Then while they're driving, she's, so she's on his lap. She's like, that was actually kind of a good move. And she says, so I got a question. If he's this advanced alien robot, why does he look like a piece of shit junker? And he like kicks them out, drives by another car, jumps up on like rides up on two wheels, scans it and comes back as at that time, a commercially unavailable Camaro. Brand new one. Yeah. And it's flawless. It's pretty cool. And that's what he is. And meanwhile, out in space, four meteors are coming down. 
Yeah. And they, uh, we get a scene of the Autobots taking their new forms. Uh, they conveniently all land near GM products. Yeah. One um, of them lands in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of them's like lands near a junkyard and a bunch of kids film it, which ends up on the news. But they end up driving uh, into an alleyway and they meet Bumblebee, who uh, brings Sam and Michaela. And this is this great scene where Optimus transforms and in one epic sweeping shot, we pan around and we see every single Autobot transform jazz is a little forced and over the top yeah his looks like break dancing which uh, all right fine like okay hey i wonder if he's the black guy in a michael bay movie well he's voiced by darius mccrary remember him he was the guy that played eddie on family matters back in the 80s and 90s really okay yeah where are they now now well now you know so now we have our big scene where optimus fills sam in on what happened hey here's the thing war in the cybertron uh decepticons ruined the planet we're here looking for the all spark we need your help and it's just fucking i remember seeing this in the theater and hearing peter cullen's voice and seeing that optimus it was Mm. so fucking good because he's like are you samuel witwicky descendant of archibald witwicky and sam's like uh yes and then he's immediately is just like my name is optimus prime it's like just think of that if like 40 foot tall alien robots landed on earth and they were looking for your help like what and they say that to you in front of the girl of your dreams it's it is a perfectly yeah, because he's scene. not even like, oh, you're Sam. He's just like, oh, good, we found you. <laughs> yeah. I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> I came here across light years to tell you you're a piece of shit. Now let's <laughs> open a space bridge and leave. <laughs> but uh, Michaela, uh, this is where we find out the Bumblebee can't talk because uh, mm-hmm. Ratchet explains that, yeah, his voice processor was damaged in battle. I'm still kind of working on that. But Michaela asks, all right, well, why are you here? And Optimus explains they're looking for the AllSpark. And they need to find it before Megatron. And the way they find it is through the coordinates that have been etched into the glasses that Sam was selling on eBay. <laughs> yeah, Prime gives them the whole, the kind of a holographic thing. He split fills them in. Yeah, and Michaela says, please, please, please tell me you still have those glasses. And this is kind of where we uh, switch. We, we've kind of hit the midpoint of this movie. We, uh, we're into a different story now. The Transformers are here. We need to find the AllSpark mm. or the glasses, then the AllSpark. And we go to Lennox and Epps on the plane. We're who, literally somewhere over the Atlantic. It says yeah, somewhere yeah, over the yeah, Atlantic yeah. for the subtitle. <laughs> I would have loved it. It said Qatar, somewhere over the Atlantic. Yeah, there you go. But they, uh, they, <laughs> they call into the military yeah, and say, hey, movies. look, incendiary rounds work. Go with that. Yeah, we're they're looking at this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's still realized. kind of alive which is fucked up but <laughs> they're like strap it down they're like man this thing is fucking wicked <laughs> then we go to the donut scene uh i kind of checked out here because yeah it, he explains to her like look they're, they're testing our guilt right they gave us some food if we don't eat it it means we're guilty so look what i did i cleaned the plate <laughs> I ate the, everything <laughs> i know he's cliched and silly and loud and can be obnoxious just the character but i I just, I like I said, I like Anthony Anderson, so he's he's hitting all of the check marks for me here. But what he does here, the the feds come in. One of them throws the plate away, and and he just looks at them for a minute and is like, "She did it!" and just throws the whole thing on her. Freaks out, spazzes out, public freak out. She's like, "Glenn, Glenn, calm the fuck down!" Or like, and she's like, "Look." I need to talk to the Secretary of Defense before you guys go to war with the wrong country, all right? 
And he's like, oh, sugar rush. But did you notice not a single one of those agents said a single line? No. That <laughs> is how you save money on a production. <laughs> I mean, Few speaking roles as possible. <laughs> but after we deal with Maggie and Glenn, uh, Sam's parents are watching TV, having a glass of wine. Yeah. And the, Sam and Michaela have to get in and find the glasses. They arrive with the Autobots. And Sam does get home just before 11, which is when his parents said he had to get home. And uh, he, he struck to his dad <laughs> trying to get into the house. <laughs> the rest of this master scene, the whole scene with the house is goofy. It, yeah. it is very cartoony where like even to the point where at, w- at one point like Sam is like, hey, everybody hide. So they just transform into vehicles in the back backyard it that's funny it makes sense yes, to them he's like this is not hiding this is not a truck stop it's my parents backyard and oh my god the lawn yeah, yeah. in a cartoon that would be hilarious in a movie you're like oh, okay come on but that said this little inner back and forth with uh sam and his dad they are two great actors who are just throwing lines like they're they're playing off each other really well yeah i, I really like this this uh back and forth they have yeah, well, it, you even, handsome man, you handsome man, I love you, guy. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> vacuum the whole house and sweep everything up, and yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> but he, uh, so yeah, he makes uh, apologizes to his dad, gets into his bedroom, he's looking for the glasses, and while he is, Optimus Prime just picks up Michaela and like puts her in the window and is like, "Please hurry." Yeah, she's like, "I think they're getting impatient." <laughs> <laughs> so they start looking around. He's like, "Hey, you look over there. I'll look here." And this is again where we get our other yes. porn mag joke. She pulls out this box and he's like, "Whoa, no, not that, not that." <laughs> <laughs> not my treasure box. She's like, you told me to look over here. I just... <laughs> so they're looking around and then um, the Autobots back off. And I think it's Ratchet bumps into a bunch of wires, blows out power for the entire block. And when he falls over from this, uh, shakes the ground, obviously. And Ron, th- his dad thinks it's an earthquake. <laughs> He's like, earthquake, earthquake. And he runs over to the get in a door frame or something. He goes under the table. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like how did you get over there so fast <laughs> yes. he he does move fast but they um they start going up to sam's room they got the flashlight she's got a baseball bat <laughs> and there's they you can under the door crack you can see like the light from optimus prime's headlight shining through so they come up and they're like they knock on the door and it's, and it's like hey what's, what's with this locked yeah. door there's no locked doors in my house he and she's like, like son open the door you know he's gonna start counting one two <laughs> oh he's counting and so yeah they are cute together sam opens the door and this is again just adorable shia labeouf where uh they're like why are you so dirty <laughs> yeah. or like, who are you talking to dude i'm talking to you why are you so dirty i'm, I'm a child i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a teenager i'm supposed to be dirty yeah <laughs> uh so then they come in they want to know who's there they want to know where the light's from and again this is just this is such michael bay but the mom's yeah. like were you masturbating and then his dad's like uh uh, what's her name? Uh, Judy. Judy. That, Judy. That's Judy. a father-son no, no. topic. Stop. You, you don't bring that up. Stop. <laughs> uh, and Michaela stands up, stops the whole conversation. Oh, he had a girl over. Yeah, again, Judy is just hilarious. For she's, the first thing she says is, you are gorgeous. <laughs> She's such a good mom. They're just good parents. And she's like, I'm so sorry you had to hear all that. It's, you know, it's just been one of those nights and Ron and I had a bit to drink. And and then Agent Simmons, oh, oh, they ask where the glasses are and they're downstairs in the kitchen. So Sam goes down to get them. And just as he does, uh, Sector 7 and John Turturro show up. Yep. And he's just like Colonel Flagg from MASH. (laughs) He's like, because they're like, I'm from Sector 7. And Ron's like, I've never heard of it. You never will. Like, nobody leaves until I leave and I never leave. (laughs) that that kind of guy. I feel like Michael Bay must know John Turturro on some level because he kind of let him just John Turturro it up. So he basically explains like why they're there, and then the guys in the white coats start taking samples with the PKE meters or whatever those things are called. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, reading radiation. And there's a great line where Judy's like, they're going through and ripping up plants in the garden. She's like, they better get their hands off my bush. (laughs) I did hear that. She's good. She's she's a great, great uh, character actor. But uh, when the John Turturro meets Sam, they do like the... How you doing, son? Yeah, (laughs) they give him a PKE reading and it just goes off the the charts. Yeah, he's so radioactive. He should be setting the house on fire. He really should. And he's like, they're hot. Bag him and tag him. Yep, we're going downtown. And uh, even on, take the dog. <laughs> yes, on the way there, they recap how they got to this point. And uh, he reminds Sam, like, look, last night you told the police that your car transformed. Yeah, and reveals that he has the phone. Sam and Michaela try to play it off awkwardly. It's kind of, it's bad acting even like for Oh, that's just like silly. This, like, <laughs> aliens, yeah, but they don't exist. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> <laughs> nervous laugh. Oh. <sighs> And he's like, no, no, what do you know about aliens? <laughs> like, he just cuts right to the point. <laughs> and then Optimus cuts right to the point, grabs the car. Oh, no, we, what we do find out is that Michaela, um, her dad is in prison, and she's on, I guess, probation? Or she has a record. She went to juvie. Well, she has a juvenile record, yeah. Because she wouldn't turn her dad in. So Well, then she admits to Sam, that's how she learned cars, right? Yeah. Yeah. And talking about character, uh, she's had to sacrifice something. Like she, Yeah, she wouldn't send her dad down the river. So Exactly. So then Optimus Prime shows up and, like, picks the SUV up, rips the roof off, and drops it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he tells the agents, like, taking the children was not a good idea. <laughs> and all the other Autobots show up, they yoink the weapons away, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam and Michaela get freed. And this is where Michaela calls Sam out. She, this is a legitimate point. But she says, look, Sam, I went to juvie because I wouldn't rat my dad out. When in your perfect life have you ever had to sacrifice anything? And the answer is never. Pretty much, yeah. He doesn't say that, but that's the answer. But uh, this scene gets kind of silly here, too. But because um, Bumblebee ejects something and he basically pees on. This <laughs> is very, this is Michael Bay. This is totally Michael Bay. And right then uh, Michaela says, you know, take your clothes off. He's like, why? He's like, because for threatening my dad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, hey, yeah, let's, let's piss off a federal agent. That always ends well. Um, but they find out Sector 7 and they, they find a little bit of information jump in Bumblebee and they're like, we're out of here. And, uh, Simmons, and I, I want to keep just saying John Turturro because I <laughs> yeah. want to acknowledge the fact that John Turturro is in this movie, but Simmons, uh, he's like, Oh, we're going to have to call into headquarters. And his lackey yeah. on the side says, I already have. And he had a cell they phone. Know us. The yeah. Don't worry. So then, uh, we have a very short chase scene, but sector seven captures Bumblebee. Well, yeah. Cause Optimus picks up the humans and starts running for it. And he hides under a bridge by the LA river and the helicopters fly under him and the wind pulls Michaela down and Sam grabs on. Well, I think she grabs onto his shirt sleeve, but both humans fall, but Bumblebee comes in underneath them, transforms, grabs them at the last second. And that's where Sam drops the glasses. Yes. But yeah, the helicopters just start harpooning Bumblebee kind of like in Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this is a kind of an intense, scene where Sam's screaming, let him go, let him go, Bumblebees, because he can't talk. He's got that little sound. Yeah. Here's a little piece of info that won't mean anything to anybody listening except you and I. Uh, this scene was where a- cried. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, like, I think there's a... a I wonder. Uh, if you grew up with the show, there's a heartwarming or a tear-jerking moment in this movie somewhere. Mine is later with Jazz. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I remember we were talking about this movie when it came out, and it was like, yeah, this that scene got to me when Bumblebee was calling out. Wow. I I would have thought maybe but definitely not. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So uh, 
they the kids get taken in by Sector 7 along with Bumblebee, but Optimus picks up the glasses. Yep. And meanwhile, at the Pentagon, China and Russia are taking notice of heightened American naval activity, so they're starting to move the hardware too. And uh, in walks this guy from Sector 7, and uh, I like this. he wants to talk to the Secretary of Defense, and he's like, Sector 7? Never heard of it. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to sit over here. And you'll come to me. And all of a sudden, everything just starts going on the fritz. Uh, they can't get a single call out. All the phone lines are dead. All communication is out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the agent, his name's Tom something. but uh, Tom Banachek. Yeah, he's like, uh, Sec- Mr. Secretary, I'm under here under direct orders from the president. I think you need to see what's in the case. So. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of some neat world building as well, where he shows Keller uh, old footage of the Mars rover, the one that we all know, uh, you know, crashed and they lost all contact with yeah he calls it the beagle to mars rover yeah and uh he's like uh it did it didn't crash but it did return 13 seconds of footage and let's watch it and it is cut like a michael bay movie apparently that rover has 75 cameras (laughs) and we get a shot of every one of them in 13 seconds pretty much but uh it turns out a transformer presumably a decepticon destroyed it Bum, bum, bum. And uh, but the agent, yeah. he also explains, look, they know that we know what hurts them. Right. Yes. So that's why they're certain to hack our or that's why they use this virus to shut down our network. So Keller prepare, orders everybody to prepare for an attack, pull all the ships back, contact yep. them however you can. Like what I forget, they say some kind of radio, but pull everybody back. And from there, we go to Lennox and Epps who and company who are, I guess, getting off a plane. They're playing. They're going to head home or whatever. And a bunch of black SUVs show up and they're like, gentlemen, come with us. Secretary of Defense wants to talk to you. Yep. No rest for the wicked. <laughs> yeah. And in downtown, uh, Maggie and uh, Glenn are still in the interrogation room and the Secretary of Defense comes in and he, he says to her, all right, uh, you're coming with me. You're going to be my advisor. And then uh, Glenn's like, well, what about me? And the Secretary's like, who's he? She's like, He's my advisor. He's like, he comes too. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, uh, so we're going headlong into our third act here. This movie is paced so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the story's silly, but a well-paced movie. And this is the scene where everybody's in the helicopter. Again, this is a great moment for Anthony Anderson where he's, you know, they're, they have the headphones on and they're shouting at each other. But he's like, why are you here? And Shia LaBeouf says, I bought a car. Turned out to be an alien robot. And <laughs> yeah. Anthony Anderson just mouths, Wow. He did a great job at capturing the childhood wonder I would have had when I was a kid watching G1. If somebody said, hey, my car is an alien robot, I yeah. would have gone, wow. It turned out to be Bumblebee or Sideswipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How cool would it be? Oh, anyway. Um, they end up at Hoover Dam. Yep. And uh, they all get there and they're taking, uh, the army is taking Bumblebee inside. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, we cut to the observatory in Los Angeles. Looks just like the one in uh, GTA (laughs) five, but uh, the Autobots are just hanging out. (laughs) Um, Although I would argue the observatory in GTA five looks just like like the the one one in Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. Uh, There's okay. I know Optimus turns into a bit of a psychopath in the later movies, but there are moments in this where I'm like, that is Optimus. And he, there's a bit where he's standing away from the other Autobots and he's looking at the glasses and he just says, please work. Yeah, and he doesn't let them hear that. He, it's a moment of weakness, and I love seeing that in a strong character. And then he puts on his brave leader face and turns around and says, here's what we're going to do. Yep, it's 230 miles away, and uh, Jez wants to say Bumblebee, and Ironhide e- even then asks, uh, why are we even trying to save the humans? And then Optimus just has this awesome speech right here. There are young species 
They have much to learn, but I've seen goodness in them. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. And that is one of the greatest lines and truest lines ever. Uh, so they head off, and then we go to... Um, Keller addresses Lennox and Apsony's kind of fills them in on what's going on, gives them a debriefing. And then yeah, Sam, he's like, look, kid, I think we get off on the wrong foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. When Totoro talks to Sam and uh, S- Sam is like, OK, uh, let give me my car. And Banachek comes up. He's like, look, kid, we'll, we'll do all that. But you have to come with us now. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll come with you now. But uh, give me my car. And uh, oh, also her juvie record is gone and her dad's at a yep. jail. And he, that's got to go. Yeah. And <laughs> it's she thanks him. This is a it's a good thing for him to do but he still didn't have to sacrifice anything yeah to this point but uh yeah they take him inside the dam which is apparently is this secret lab yeah and uh they have megatron here uh sorry sorry paul uh nbe1 that stands for non-biological entity that's that's what the army calls him (laughs) yeah but uh and um i still have him written down as the agent so tom banish banachek is it banachek uh yeah, the best he can figure is Megatron crashed in the Arctic a few thousand years ago. And uh, do you notice the thing that the, they have NBE-1 or Megatron standing on has a plaque that says Bay Force Steel? I did not <laughs> notice that. That's right. Then, so. But uh, it turns out he says to Sam, like, your grandfather made one of the greatest discoveries or maybe the greatest discovery in the history of mankind. So, ooh. And... At that point, Sam is able to tell them, here's Megatron's plan. I know what it is. Uh, He's going to try to get the AllSpark, or the Decepticons are going to try to get Megatron alive. He's going to get the AllSpark and take over the Earth. Yeah, and they just stand there looking at him. Yeah, and he says, you have it here, don't you? You know where it is. So they take him down the hall, and turns out, yeah, the the cube landed, best they can figure, 10,000 years ago by carbon dating, but it wasn't found until 1913. And then uh, President Hoover at the time decided that, I think it was Hoover, he said? Well, yeah, they said uh, this Sector 7 and, and all of this was started under President Hoover 80 years ago, is what they say. And they built Hoover Dam around it as an, uh, the dam was an excuse, but they built it Yeah, because there's like so 40, much concrete in yeah. every direction, nothing would ever be able to detect it inside. And it, it worked if, up till now. Uh, however, uh, Frenzy is in Michaela's phone, or is Michaela's phone, and they, um, oh, we missed the quick scene where they're shown, I think we missed it where they're shown how the AllSpark can turn technology alive, which is very important. Yes, because um, Simmons takes them into this lab room and he's like, all right, everybody get in here. They have to lock us in. And he shows what radiation from the cube does to machinery on, I think it's Glenn's phone. And he's like, oh, Nakia, you got to respect the Japanese. They know the way of the samurai. And then Maggie's like, Nakia's from Finland. <laughs> like, and John Voight is a great line. He says something like, he's, yeah, I mean, he watches. Well, just, uh, yeah, he's, he's different. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, does, yeah, doesn't know how to describe this guy. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it shows that here's what Megatron is going to use the cube for, uh, a lot of product placement. And then Frenzy uh, reaches, so he's in his little spider mode, reaches the cube, turns somehow just back into his original form. The cube just creates mass and matter. <laughs> and he calls into the Autobots, or the Decepticons, mm. and we get a quick cut scene of all of the Decepticons were going to meet in this big last fight and it is Starscream! <laughs> and Barricade and Devastator and Bone Crusher and Blackout. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
It turns out Spiderbot was, I saw written down as Spiderbot, even though it's Frenzy. He was kind of busy here, too, because he shuts down the cryostasis on Megatron. Yeah. And also he starts, the, the cryostasis starts losing power. He starts warming up and they start, they, well, they have to start evacuating, but the Marines, um, they've got a plan. Oh, no, this is before they have their plan. The Marines start loading up and... Sam wants his car. Simmons yeah. won't give it to him. And but Captain uh, Lennox just grabs Simmons. Is like, get the boy's fucking car. And they start arguing. And and Simmons is like, look, uh, do you know what you're doing here, son? Like, I'm gonna count to five. And then Lennox points his gun right at his neck and says, I'm gonna count to three. So this, like, this is very Michael <laughs> Bay. Every it's a big dick contest, but it's a really great one. Mm-hmm. And Banachek comes in and is like, whoa, 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 calm down. And uh, anyway, they. The Marines get the car because Voight, John Voight comes in. He uh, says to Simmons, hey, I think you better do what these guys want. They're, they're not used to taking no. And I was like, wait, they're Marines. They're very used to taking orders and being told no. Yeah. But, uh, either way, uh, the army lets Bumblebee go. And yep. when Bumblebee gets up, he's all set to just let them have it. But uh, Sam's like, look, no, just calm down. Calm down. Put the guns away. Nobody's going to hurt you. Nobody's going to hurt you. We got to get you to the cube. So they start going to the cube. Uh, and while that's happening, I think this is when Starscream like blows up the power grid. So NBE1, or Megatron as they call him, uh, it really begins to thaw. He's starting to come to life now. All the, the uh, warning lights and alarms are going off. Mm-hmm. And then Bumblebee gets to the cube and it, it's this kind of a neat thing. Yeah, it's, it's like it kind of hard folds to in on itself it turns into a grid of many other cubes and they start to fold in on themselves it's it's kind of it's got the illusion of like 4d quantum space stuff but it becomes just one smaller cube that bumblebee can hold in two hands yeah and and it's small enough that even a human can pick it up so really, apparently yeah. it loses mass too yep. but uh captain lennox is like all right we got to get this thing away from megatron uh before he thaws out and they book it but uh too late. Megatron thaws out enough that he can break free, and now you fucking had it. Yeah. Here's Megatron. So the plan becomes Lennox and the Marines and Sam and Michaela are going to head to nearby Mission City, which is totally probably a real place. I don't know, maybe. It, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a fake movie town. Um, but they're going to hide the cube <laughs> There's there one in every state. It's like Springfield. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they're going to hide the cube somewhere, which then just turns into uh, evac the cube. But while they're doing that, uh, Secretary uh, Keller and um, pretty uh, blonde girl in a Michael Bay movie and fat, funny black guy in a Michael Bay movie are going to help John Turturro set up communications and call in an airstrike. Yeah, they get to this really old radio room, but there's no microphones, so they hook up a computer to send a Morse code signal instead. So Megatron gets out of the Hoover Dam and meets up with Starscream, and he's like, I tried to cube it, cube it, cube it, cube it, cube it, cube that's my fault. And he's like, oh, you fail me again, Starscream. <laughs> and we should uh, say, so this isn't Frank Welker, this no. is um, Elrond, what's his name? Oh, I forget now. Hugo Weaving. That's it. And it's, it it's a, he does a good Megatron. He's got a great voice, but it's not our Megatron. No. Either way, Megatron flies off to go get the cube. And then we cut to uh, Keller, Simmons, Maggie, and Glenn, and they find the CB, and they get it working. They powered up, but they have no mics. Well, yeah, so they, they figured there's a computer in here. Let's 
see if we can connect that up here and we can send a Morse code signal. So uh, Glenn gets over to it and he's like, okay, I can do it. Uh, like, I need a screwdriver. <laughs> so they, they, they're doing their thing. Oh, I, I don't think we see Frenzy yet, but we then go to the Autobots and driving on the road to Mission City. Uh, they run or they meet up with uh, Bumblebee mm-hmm. because they've been heading towards the dam. So now Bumblebee and the Marines and the Autobots and, and uh, Michaela and Sam and everybody are heading to Mission City. And there is a great shot here where fucking kudos to the stunt drivers oh yeah they literally fishtail 180 the semi truck that is optimus prime and then rev you off. know whoever the stunt driver that was that oh. made his oh, career I, I to bet, that yeah. point he's like really i get to do that oh, okay he's like the day i got married <laughs> the day my children were born and that stunt yeah so while the gang back at hoover dam who's looking to get the cb radios working uh they're while they're doing their thing frenzy attacks yeah, he's starting to break down the door, and uh, they finally get a connection through, and the secretary's like, all right, uh, Glenn, tell, this is exactly the message I want to send, and he starts doing it, and it turns out it's an airstrike order. Yeah, and then, so while the military's getting that sent to them, then we have our big highway road chase scene, which has some great shots on it, but, okay, this is where Michael Bay is great. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay is incredibly good when you look at a single frame. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a shot where Bone Crusher transforms as he's coming up on Optimus, slams a couple cars, and then a bus out of the way. Optimus transforms and turns around, and they're both still moving in the direction with traffic on the highway. Yes. And for, yeah, I, I don't often do this, but at two hours, zero minutes, and 30 seconds, you will see Bone Crusher jump into Optimus, and it is. Yeah, even for a still. Perfect. If you stop that at any frame, it's almost impossible to see where the CG ends and the real world begins. It is fucking perfect. It's a near perfect shot. And and these two just get into it on the freeway. And again, you just get that sensation or that feeling. This is two huge, heavy robots fighting. Just Did I just realize, the- Paul? I told people the wrong time code. That's for my other second favorite shot later. That shot, the one with uh, Bone Crusher and Optimus, is uh, a minute and 50, one hour, 50 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay. And then we'll get to the two hour shot in a bit. Close enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's, they just get into it on the freeway and, and they're tumbling down different levels and just beating the living shit out of each other. But finally, Optimus, his right hand just turns into a sword. And he stabs Bone Crusher right in the fucking face with it and cuts his head off. In front of so, a five-year-old boy. Yeah, who's like, cool, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so then we go back to the gang at Hoover Dam and they're shooting. So they've got some shotguns. Keller and um, and Simmons are shooting at Frenzy to not much avail. Frenzy gets up into the ductwork. Uh, and eventually Frenzy's like, he's got ninja stars. He yes. just cuts his own head off. Well, he throws them in. They're kind of like Cheeto or swords from fucking beast they, machines. <laughs> where they boom right back and take his head clean off and it even sounds like he says oh shit when he dies so the marines arrive in mission city they get some old school like uh eps is like these is fucking radio shack shit Uh, but they get these old school walkie talkies and they start organizing a a plan uh and while they're getting ready and a jet flies in they for a second think it's backup they think it's a real f-22 raptor but oh no yeah and lennox is like no they'd never fly this low to the ground and the autobots realize because they have um Oh, who it's, it's Ratchet and Ironhide realize that's Starscream. Yeah, Ironhide recognizes him. He's like, Starscream! So, like, he and Bumblebee just grab this truck and put it up on its side to try and shield the humans from what is 
they know Starstream's going to strafe them, right? Yep. So, so they hold this truck up. Starstream does strafe them. The truck hits the or the trailer hit, takes the brunt of the attack, and uh, everybody goes flying. Transformers and Autobots and and people like and Bumblebee gets his legs blown off. Yeah, Bumblebee is seriously fucked up here. But uh, Ironhide seems okay. But then again, it's Ironhide, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but now coming around the corner, here's Devastator, and this time he's a tank. So why they didn't call him Brawl, I don't know, but here's Devastator. Yeah, I, I know they like they changed the forms of the Autobots, but the personalities seem to stay fairly true to G1. Pretty close. With the Decepticons, yeah. it's aside from Starscream and Megatron, it's all over the fucking place. But he arrives and then um Michaela because Sam and Bumblebee have this moment where Bumblebee's pulling along and Sam gives up, he loses hope. And Michaela runs and finds a um, a tow truck. Yeah, she just hotwires this to try and save Bumblebee. But now here's Megatron. And Ratchet's mm. like, oh shit, retreat. <laughs> uh, and they they have, I mean, the Autobots fight him. And there's this is where he kills Jazz. Jazz mm. comes at him. And no offense, Jazz, but... Dude, you he had to know he was dying going on going up against Megatron one on one. Yeah, just he's literally less than half Megatron's size. Megatron grabs him, flies off to the top of this side of a building, I guess. And uh, Jazz is like, yeah, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? And Megatron's like, no, I want two. And it just rips him in fucking half. Pretty brutal. Like, Whoa. Uh, and then Devastator gets back up. And um, the humans are like, oh, shit. And if that's not enough, Blackout arrives in the fucking scene. Yeah, and Captain Lennox is like, oh, we are so dead. <laughs> <laughs> so he orders Sam. He says, you see that building up there? You get to that building. You take this flare. You set the flare off. I will get a helicopter to come in and save you. And Sam can't. He's scared. And he says, he's like, no, I can't. Can't do that. <laughs> and he's like, you're a soldier now. You have to do it. Yep. Go. You just got drafted, son. Hop yeah. to it. So Ironhide and, and uh, Ratchet say, Sam, we'll provide you cover. And this is a, a a pretty confusing, but good Michael Bay master scene of Sam running through the mass destruction of Transformers fighting. Mm, but before he heads off, though, Michaela stops him for just yeah. one second. She's like, you know what? No matter what happens today, I'm glad I get in the car. What a great line. Um, then we do have this crazy scene of Sam running, uh, Ironhide and Ratchet start blowing shit apart. Uh, they're fighting blackout. And at one point Sam falls and like just energy from the cube or the Allspark goes everywhere. And it, like it infects, yeah. I think an Xbox, <laughs> a, the steering wheel of a car and a Mountain Dew soda machine. Yeah. Because in, in the car, like uh, it's like this preppy girl's like, did he just dent my car? And then the steering wheel basically attacks her and like grabs her face. Like, face hugger. From fucking alien. Yeah. And then like a Mountain Dew machine just transforms and starts shooting cans of Mountain Dew at people. It's, it's blatant product placement. Uh, oh. But while that's happening, the Marines fight barricade um, and they're just kind of holding them off. They're not taking them down, but Michaela, um, this is where everybody's losing hope. The Marines can't beat Barricade, and Michaela is in the tow truck. She's hooked Bumblebee up and pulled him away from the fight for safety. She loses all hope. She looks back at Bumblebee. This, the, the same, like, generic rock music comes on that did when we had our first Bumblebee chase, I think. Yep. And she starts driving in She's reverse. like, I'll drive, you shoot. Yeah. And this is what turns the tide of the battle. She gets out there, and Bumblebee takes Barricade, uh, gives Barricade enough damage that the Marines can give it hit. Well, yeah, because an Autobot weapon can actually put a dent in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they get, they start fighting and then Optimus arrives, um, another great transformation scene mm -hmm. and Megatron arrives and the two of them start duking it out. Yeah. They're starting shooting at each other and, but 
Megatron clearly has the upper hand here. And uh, at, at one point, Megatron flies at him, grabs him, or I guess Optimus grabs onto him. And they just fly straight through the building. And it's the way beautiful. you see it, like you see it from outside the building, you just see this destruction flying through the building, people running for cover. So this was the other shot I was talking about. It's at two hours and 30 seconds. Um, this is one of those shots where like, there's so many elements. You can see actual people running. So I know they, like they had to film real people. You can tell some of it looks like a 3D model. So I'm sure they had a model of Optimus and Megatron. They just smashed through it but there had to be CG blending them together. It's just, a, again, a really well done. It's very, very, very well yeah. done. Yeah. So that happens. Sam runs some more and he's almost killed by Starscream who like lands down on the ground, almost crushes him. Um, and then Starscream like kicks the shit out of Ironhide and Ratchet incredibly quickly. Pretty much, yeah. And I uh, like the idea that Starscream can actually handle his own. Well, yeah. Well, you'd think that the Decepticon Lieutenant would actually be a bit of a tough guy, right? He wouldn't just Leader be of the this. Seekers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this actually, I think uh, looking at my notes, we might've gotten it wrong. And this is where we have the product placement scene, but we have that scene. Yeah, this is where it comes in. <laughs> and then Megatron chases Sam into the building that he has to get to. It kind of looks like the, the Boston Public Library as it appears in Fallout 4. Like it's just this shell of what must have once been a really nice place, but yeah. it's total ruins. So uh, Barricade goes down for good. He's dead. And then uh, Sam, yeah, there's a lot of scenes of like Sam, conveniently, this place has like doorways and archways big enough for Megatron to get through. Yes. But Sam's running upstairs and trying to get away and Megatron, you can just hear him shouting, I'm coming for you, boy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Sam gets to the roof of the cube, he ignites the flare off the wall and uh, he's about, and the helicopters see the smoke that come in. He's about to hand the one of the guys in the, the Blackhawk the cube, but then he sees Starscream on another building who fires a missile. And he's like, kaboom, bitches! And the helicopter gets blowed up. Sam, you know, runs for cover. And Megatron gets to the roof. Yeah, Megatron finally corners him. But meanwhile, it shows Optimus running. He's like, I'm coming, Sam. And meanwhile, the helicopter... <laughs> No crash. He lets like five, six people in that helicopter die. I he understand Sam has it, the cube, but, no. but still, that's, yeah. that's priorities. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Megatron attacks. They have their big fight. Um, or, or no, they don't have their big fight because Megatron uh, chases Sam right to the edge of this building and then smashes a big statue over that Sam is hanging on to and Sam falls. Yep. But uh, Optimus manages to catch him. He's like, I got you, boy. And then he like totally does like the wall jumping thing down between the buildings like from ninja gaiden kind of shit and but megatron is right behind him so it's just this huge mass of transformers coming down and sam's at the bottom of this it's like oh boy you're gonna get squished and they they both like everybody lands <laughs> is pretty hard um there's a great scene where megatron's trying to get trying to get up and he looks at one of the people like one of the civilians he's like insect boink flicks him away they start, they're both banged up and Optimus says, okay, Sam, I'm going to fight Megatron, but if I can't beat him, you have to stick the cube in my chest that'll, that'll destroy it and I'll sacrifice myself and we'll save the day. But if mm, Megatron wins... we have the line again. But, but if Megatron wins, he's just going to stop Sam from doing that. Pretty much. So, yeah, if you think about it. <laughs> just, it's either do it now or all or nothing. Or don't but do it. Yeah. Anyway, the line, yeah. And now the the army's moving in, and uh, so is Blackout, and uh, the F-22s are on the way, but um, Blackout notices that he's being painted for an airstrike, because like, they get a little too close to his eyes, and he's like, hey, wait a second. 
Mm-hmm. So quick, they quickly change their plan, the Marines do. Lennox jumps on a bike and just races at Blackout. He's got like the incendiary rounds or whatever, but Bla- <laughs> he basically shoots Blackout in the nuts. It pretty um, much. <laughs> and, uh, which is good, and the Marines shoot Where at the him. the armor is weak, yeah, well, yeah. of course. Uh, <laughs> but then... Um, well, it's good that they did that because Starscream flies in and just rips apart the airstrike. It's a this great is a scene. really cool scene. I, I remember when you first described this movie to me. This was the scene you mentioned. This is back when this was new. But yeah, he's like jumping between the jets and like smashing the wings off and blowing this off and everything else. It shows you why a transformer could just tear through human defenses and weaponry, like how advanced they are. But he does that, and then the Marines. Um, they open fire on Megatron and kind of take him down just enough, injure him, that he has to crawl at Sam. And I guess this is when uh, Megatron's like, or Optimus says, Sam, put it in my chest. And yep. instead, without really knowing any of the reasoning behind it and understanding what could happen, Sam puts the cube in Megatron's chest. Yep, and that destroys the cube, all right, but it kills Megatron at the same time, so... Convenient. Down he goes. Uh, so the the world is saved. Optimus tells the humans and Sam, "Oh, uh, we are in your debt." I love where Optimus walks over to Megatron's buddy. He's like, "You left me no choice, brother." So mm-hmm. what? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember fans arguing over that, but like brother, I mean, literally, or brothers, I think it's in brothers, like, in comrade arms. in arms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although the, the re- weird scene for me here was when they, uh, I think it was Ratchet or Ironhide, but they hand Optimus. Jazz's body, and then he stands there holding like a leg and an arm. Yes, it's just like the body's hanging there. He's like, "Thank you, humans." <laughs> okay. Uh, and, oh, and then he does find a shard of the cube still in Megatron's chest, and he pulls that out. Oh, and Bumblebee has a voice mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah, he can talk now, and he's like, uh, "Sir, uh, permission to speak." And he's like, "Of course, soldier." And he's like, "I'd like to stay with the boy." So there's even well, like an eighty-yard line, boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's even an eighty-yard line from Sam where he just goes, "You can talk." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, wait, how can he talk?" <laughs> but he can. And then uh, we kind of just go to a nice little wrap-up. We have yeah. Keller disbanding Sector Seven, which seems like a stupid idea. Yep, and we're gonna like take almost these... as dumb as leaving the WHO in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, but, shots fired! But then, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Sam and Michaela they make out in the roof. Oh, Lennox gets dropped off home by Ironhide, and there's his wife and baby. And then Sam yeah, and Michaela and uh, the dead Transformers are gonna be sent seaworthy to the to the bottom of the sea. He sink his fat ass to the bottom of the sea. The show oh, yeah. two helicopters <laughs> drop Megatron into the. I forget what they call it. Some trench. Yeah, that's it. The deepest place on Earth, which I thought was the Marianas Trench, but doesn't matter. It's actually the deepest place on Earth is Qatar, somewhere in the Marianas Trench. Ah, there you go. Which is in the Middle East. And then in a really weird, awkward scene, Sam and Michaela are making out on top of Bumblebee, which is a little kinky. Bumblebee's hood. And then the other Autobots are just like part there watching. And Optimus gives us a voiceover about uh, humans, and he calls out to other Autobots, we're here, this is our new home, come and join us. Uh, This is a great place. <laughs> oh, uh, one other song I want to mention is uh, What I've Done by Linkin Park, which there's always been a Linkin Park song in a Transformers movie. Mm. This is where that starts. And I don't know if you saw them, but there's two credit scenes here. Yes, uh, I yeah, I, I always forget that this was about the point the movies would do that, thing, where yeah. like yeah, but now I, I completely forget them. I haven't seen it since it was new. 
Credit where credit's due, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is really where these started, but this movie is where it took off. Um, but yeah, there's a quick shot with the Witwickies being interviewed, the mom and dad, and it's kind of, it's just them being funny and silly. And you can tell that the government basically said, hey, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> um, and then after the main credits and the title cards, uh, you get a shot of Starscream flying off into space and into the atmosphere to, I guess, go get reinforcements. And that's the end of the movie. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Well, there's the end of our th- third movie episode. Fourth, if you can, a commentary track. We're going to keep banging these fun things out. Right. Uh, if you want to see stuff that's fun, why not? You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at P. McPherson 1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review our podcast on whatever it is you're listening to our podcast with, your podcast app. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. Tell them that you can find more episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.